Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What a Thursday it is. We are so happy you join us. In about 20 minutes or so, we head to Seattle to find out the latest of how the Seahawks fans and how that organization ends up, I don't know, charting a new course without Russell Wilson may be the way to put it. We will do that in about 20 minutes or so. In about three minutes or so, we actually look at the other end of the trade as Russell Wilson will be a member of the Denver Broncos. And how does that change things for Denver? And how does that change things for the AFC if it does at all? Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. Check out the latest lines for the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I do, before we dive into Russell Wilson going to the Mile High City, and before we get another Mountain West conference update from john ramos i do want to bring in brian fenley who's at the news desk brian i know you just updated the nation on some of the details of when players are reporting and when games are going to start i just ask if you could do that again for those that that may have missed it those of us that are joining us just right after the top of the hour what do we know now date wise now that we've had an agreement uh, in major league baseball here is what we got dan opening day slated for april 7th we will have a full regular season of 162 Game spring training will begin as early as tomorrow, or at least that's when players are able to report. And then oh, spring wow. training okay. games, March 18th to 20th. So they've given you a couple days there, 18, 19, 20 of March to get going. And obviously there's a lot of discussion, particulars as far as minimum salary and a bump up in that and the bonus pool money and the CBT, which is the collective balance tax. So there's a whole lot of, you know, nitpicking going on there. But it all comes down to this, Dan. The owners have to ratify this, and most people think it's just a foregone conclusion. But as soon as that happens later on today, they're expecting it to happen later today, it is official. And as soon as it's official, then you get the frenzy of free agency and all the transactions and all the movement of players, which is always so fun to keep an eye on as well. Well, thank you very much for the particulars. We are actually going to be joined by John Morosi, Fox Sports Radio Baseball Insider. You saw him all, you've seen him all day on the MLB Network. But before we get to John, Aaron, this is this is a change from yesterday. Rob Manfred released a statement saying no games uh, up until uh, April fourteenth, uh, after there was no agreement. But that has changed over the last twenty four hours, and uh, now we're going to have baseball sooner than expected. Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, to be blunt, um, you know, it was one of those stories where I, I wasn't following the day-to-day particulars, but it didn't seem as though they were close. And, and my whole thing is as a sports fan, as somebody who does this, I don't care. I, I mean, I don't want to be negligent or whatever in doing my job, but you got to figure out a way, man. You got to figure out a way, a sport that um, – you know, we, we know what's going on with Major League Baseball, but obviously the NFL continues to take over. We have more options than ever before. We had to get games on the field sooner rather than later, and I'm happy that we're going to uh, very soon. Do we have John Morosi? I know that this is a, a fluid situation. All right, let's bring in John, Fox Sports Radio, Insider, uh, MLB Network, and so much more. John, happy, happy days are ahead. Thanks so much for coming on, man. 
My goodness, uh, it sounds so good uh, just to be able to look at it. And, and I, I just got an email uh, regarding the, the mandatory report date for players in three days. So uh, they will all be there three days from now. Games will begin by this time next week. I, we're, we're there. I mean, it, it is it is a sprint now. And, oh, by the way, free agency could begin as early as tonight, uh, hours from now. <laughs> Carlos Correa, Chris Bryant, Trevor Story, Nick Castellanos. Remember them? Remember hot stove conversations? Uh, we're about to get that all back. So, my goodness, after – Moments of despair that we all felt at different times in this process, and certainly as recently as yesterday and even a little bit today when, when there were some whispers that certain uh, players on the executive committee of the union were not going to be supporting this. Uh, but in the end, enough of the, teams, enough, of the, enough of the team player reps did, and we've got a deal, we've got baseball, and now it's time to grow the game again, which is just a, a really important thing for all of us who are involved in the game to, to be working on right now. John, what 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 has what for those of us who I kind of just admitted I have not been following this day by day, minute by minute, line item by line item. What was what happened today that allowed the two sides to finally meet in the middle and say, let's get this thing done? I think two key things. There was a a compromise reached uh, regarding the international draft, which MLB has wanted for a long time, and uh, basically the determination was it was too complicated to fully enumerate in this particular document today. And so in lieu of that, they're going to set a deadline of July, July the 25th, to uh, discuss it and, and basically decide at that point in time if the players are comfortable with the international draft being instituted, then they could approve it at that point in time. And then the qualifying offer, which has been something that has uh, restricted some of the player values in free agency over, uh, over several years, uh, then the qualifying offer would go away, which the players have long wanted. So it's a matter of listening, hearing, certainly from a lot of international players about their feelings regarding how the draft would fit into the culture of baseball in the Dominican Republic, in Venezuela, in Mexico. Uh, and so once those issues are, are worked through, I think that was a really key part of this agreement. Also, MLB moved up in a huge way. Um, the, the minimum salary in this sport is now $700,000. That's, that's significant. That's the biggest increase ever in minimum salary in the history of, of the CBA. So that's huge. Um, we have seen now the, the competitive balance tax threshold get up to 230. That's important, 230 million dollars. Uh, the pre-arbitration bonus pool was put in, so uh, it was both conceptually dealing with the international draft, and then the numbers on the economic issues really getting up to a level where the players just couldn't say no. It was it was too compelling of an offer for them to reject, and in the end, uh, now we've got baseball. John Morosi joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. I'm Dan Byer. He's Aaron Torres sitting in for Doug. How did, did yesterday's statement by Rob Manfred play into into any of this? The the addition of of canceling more games. How how did that all play out? And and if it didn't, John, why send it out if they were closer than we had thought? Well, it's a great question, and for me. One of the key things that transpired last night was MLB set a deadline for the union to come back and, and counter, and they did not. They missed the deadline. So at that point in time, MLB sent out the announcement saying another, another week of games have been removed from the schedule. But interestingly, not long after that email was sent out, the players did come back with a counter or at least some concepts. And MLB said, okay, this is now something that we can work with. And so once the union, and again, maybe they were 
was there a, a moment of panic where they said, oh, no, did we overplay our hand here and, and we have to go back and, and now revisit things with, the, with MLB? That might have been the case. Whatever it was, the important thing is they came back and, and MLB was still willing at that point in time to engage with them and they got the deal done. It went from a really dispiriting moment in the 6 o'clock hour yesterday to less than 24 hours later we've got a deal. So it's, it's a really uh, unique set of circumstances. The, the key thing is, though, and I think this really affirms it, A, the players wanted to play, and B, the sides at the end of the day were not as far apart as the rhetoric and personality conflicts had suggested. And so for me, you look at this situation, and, and I'm optimistic that, candidly, uh, the, all the hard feelings that existed in the game over the last couple of years, this is a five-year deal. The game is going to change a lot in the next five years. So there's, I think, a lot to look forward to, a lot of really positive things that, that we, we can now learn from the, 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 the disagreements and, and, and seek the common ground and find a, a way to move the sport forward. It's just so important that we do that because humility is what's required now, consensus, uh, working together. Any of, I hope that we don't see any more anonymous quotes back and forth for the next six months on this because they're just not productive. But we, we have to, we, all of us who love baseball have to get back on the field and win the fans back and, and do it in a really humble way that, uh, that, that really listens to what the fans want to see and how we can make the game stronger going forward. John, just a couple smaller things that I saw on social media. One, please correct me if I'm wrong, but then two, just a reaction from players or people that you've spoken with. Uh, I, I believe we have eliminated the idea of uh, runners on second base in extra innings. Is that fair? Uh, that was one, uh, if it's true, I'll just say I, I was never on board with that one. Is that one that, that amongst the many smaller things, uh, that is one way that baseball will not change? Correct. Well, well it, we are now going to see uh, the runner back on the runner on second base no longer part of the mix, according to reports right now. Which actually, I'm I'm a little bummed about. I I, I kind of liked it uh, because it, it made it made the games end more quickly. Uh, it for me, uh, I think helped. Uh, my biggest pet peeve in, in years gone by would be that you'd have a 14 inning game and and a, a pitcher who threw the scoreless, you know, three or four scoreless innings and extra innings would get sent down right after the game was over because he couldn't pitch for three or four days and they wanted that roster spot. I've always, that's always bothered me. So I'm, I'm, I've actually always been a huge fan of having the runner on second. Uh, the double headers will be nine innings. And I think one of the really key things here, guys, is they found a way to play 162 and they're going to have to do a lot of clever scheduling and double headers. And I don't know, for example, the, the thought I had in my own parochial Michigan perspective is, the Tigers were supposed to begin the season in Seattle. Well, they don't go there twice. So how are we going to make up that series? That's going to be interesting. We'll see how that all plays out. But uh, in general, guys, uh, the, the schedule makers have a lot of uh, busy days ahead. But you know what? I'm lucky they're going to be busy. I'm happy they're going to be busy. And uh, the, the, the baseball world is happy when the schedule makers have games to schedule. Gianpaolo Morosi joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It's a callback when John joined me a couple of weeks ago. I asked him what happened to the Paul, and he told me that the Paul will be back in Italy in the 2026 Winter Games. Get him on Twitter at John Morosi. I'm going to leave you with this, John. Uh, Some FAQs, frequently asked questions in Major League Baseball. It's on the heels of what Aaron was asking. 14-team playoff. Is that what we have now? 
My understanding is it's going to be 12. And, okay, and 12. They had, okay. Uh, settled, yes, which, which I think is, is good. It, it, to me, I like it because it, it brings in more, more teams. It brings in a greater amount of, uh, of intrigue. It, it keeps pennant races alive longer. You, know, you, you want to have September games mean something in as many cities as possible because that's what's going to keep your fans coming to games after school starts again in September. And so, to me, uh, expanding the playoffs, even if it's just by one team per league, is significant, is important, and, and to me is a really key part of the CBA. Okay, so we have 12 teams. Do we have bigger bases, or do they stay the same size? Now, for this year, the bases stay the same size. Okay. But the bigger bases may come into play next year. So, so stay tuned. That, that's one of the key things as part of the CBA is MLB now has that 45-day period to notify the union of unilateral changes to the playing rules, and that could include bigger bases. That could include uh, taking out the shift, the pitch clock for next year. So the game on the field in 2022 – will look like the same rules we had last year for the most part. Again, okay. you mentioned some of the ones that will change. But in terms of the bases, shifts, we could see dramatic changes there for 2023, even potentially in the years to come, the automated strike zone. All right. So shifts, uh, maybe bigger bases, maybe 12 team. And then finally, are the Orioles already eliminated from playoff contention? <laughs> the that... Baltimore Orioles remain very much part of the playoff picture. They, they had a couple decent months last year. They're getting better and better. Uh, you may see Adley Rutschman, former number one overall pick in the draft, get his way to the major leagues this year. So there is hope and faith for the Orioles, for every team in Major League Baseball, because, my friends, we have got it back. Play ball. Opening day, April the 7th, 2022. So grateful for your time, John. Love having you on. And, uh, yeah, great, great work throughout all of this. And can't wait to talk about real baseball. Thanks so much, John. Appreciate it. I can't it. wait. It, it, when, if, if and when Carlos Correa signs tonight, call me back. I'll be right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will. They will take you up on that offer. That's for sure. John Morosi. Find him on Twitter at, at John Morosi. No H. There's no reason for an H uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Uh, Thank you, John. Uh, there's all the baseball that better for him to answer all of this because so much got lost in the sh- in the shuffle and again i'm like all right do we have 14 do we have 12 teams what's it going to be are we gonna have bigger bases some of those questions answered some of those uh not so much he's aaron torres i'm dan Pyer. this is the doug gottlieb show on fox sports radio the seahawks have a lot of questions to answer we'll try to answer them for them that's next year on the doug gottlieb show on fox sports radio Baseball's back. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. Brian Fenley in about 10 minutes will give us all the details. Bill tweeting in, go Guardians. Uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer. I completely forgot about the name change until Major League Baseball, when they canceled the first week of the season, Aaron, and they showed a list of all the games that we were going to miss. <laughs> I completely forgot about the Guardians name change. And so now you can have Guardians baseball in Cleveland. About time. It's about darn time. Thank you. Oh, man. I'm sure they're excited for Mariners baseball in Seattle after a great run. But right now, other topics on their mind. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. Dave Softy Mahler from 950 KJR and the new, the brand new 93.3 KJR in Seattle joins us here to uh, give us some help on how the Pacific Northwest is feeling following the departure of Russell Wilson. Hey, Softy, how's it going? 
Man, look at you. You got the new FM read down. You brought me in with a little Falco. There's I'm a star, man. A man after my own heart. Give me a little rock me on the day. That's on the way out, and we'll call it a day, baby. Uh, Softy, you, you may not remember this, but you and I, when you actually worked uh, for Fox Sports Radio doing some weekend stuff 16 years ago, I was helped producing the show that Softy did from a sidewalk in Indianapolis during the Final <laughs> Four. Do you remember this? I did, and I'm, I, I, I've actually spent every day trying to forget that you and I work together, to be totally honest with you. Uh, and, and now you've just reminded me, and it's back in my brain. But, yeah, I remember doing that show out there in Indy, and that was the best studio Fox Sports Radio could find for me back then was the oh. freaking sidewalk in Indianapolis. But, so I'm glad to see that things have been upgraded for at least you two guys. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's amazing. Everclear was doing their sound check right next to where we were doing a show. It was it was absurd. It was ridiculous. Uh, how many people think that Russell Wilson is ridiculous now that he's out of Seattle? Well, first of all, here's the thing, guys, and this is just the old tired cliche. It happens all the time. It's so lazy that when a player leaves a fan base, all of a sudden people think the fan base is making stuff up and turning on a player and saying things they otherwise would have never said if the guy was still there. Everything that you're hearing about Russell Wilson right now is everything that we've been saying about him for the past four or five years, man. Nothing has been changed. I mean, the guy's an oddball. He's a weirdo. He comes across as kind of a tool. Uh, He's got a massive inferiority complex. You know, I got no idea what kind of accent or voice the guy is going to use from one day to the next. We have a Russell Wilson soundbar at the office with, I'm not kidding you guys, six or seven different voices that Russell Wilson has been using on social media over the last four or five years. So everything that you're hearing about Russell Wilson being a weirdo, Russell Wilson being an oddball, Russell Wilson not being tight with his teammates, that's nothing new. We've been talking about this for years in Seattle, and now it's just all being talked about, obviously, at one time because the guy is out of here. But it's funny, we did a poll on Twitter the other day asking Seahawks fans if they were more bummed out to see Russell Wilson leave or Bobby Wagner leave. Bobby Wagner won 75% to 25 It was a landslide. How about that? That is unbelievable. Uh, first of all, thanks also for the 2006 Final Four reference in which UConn lost in the Elite Eight to George Mason, clearly the number one team in that country of the year. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Oh, God. You uh, know what? Listen. I knew you'd bust my balls at some point. I thought you'd wait till the end. And by the way, if Washington wins that game against UConn, they beat George Mason and they go to the Final Four, and you know it. That's actually right. Brandon Roy against Rudy Gay. Let's let, let we'll, we'll save well, that. You remember, you remember where that game was, right? That Sweet Sixteen game, that, Washington D.C. It was in Washington, D.C., right in George Mason's freaking backyard. And you know what? We had Cameron Dollar on our show last week who was an assistant coach on that team, talking about that game on the air. You know what he said? He said at halftime of that game, I kid you not, Washington goes back to the locker room and he sees Jim Calhoun go into the uh, referee's locker room (laughs) to meet with the officials at halftime. Well, listen. And then well, guess what happened? Brandon Roy got a phantom technical in the second half. I call shenanigans on Jim Calhoun. Okay, I call shenanigans on Cameron Dollar, but shenanigans on Russell Wilson. So, you know, Softy, yep. we, you know, Arnie Spanier and I had you on last year after the I'm not demanding a trade, but here are four teams I'd love to be traded to conversation. Right. Um, right. When you said four or five years with that, that this disconnect between the fan base and Russell Wilson, when do you believe it started or how do you believe it started? Was it one thing, multiple things? How did that all start? 
Yeah. Well, when I say when I say the fan base in Russell, I mean, look, I I don't really necessarily mean a you know animosity or a disconnect. I I, I just mean busting the guy's balls, right? Like sure. we've always talked about Russell Wilson. Like, man, he's a goober. He's a complete tool, but he's our goober, and he's our great goober quarterback. And as long as he throws touchdowns and the Seahawks are in the playoffs every year, then who gives a damn? But, you know, all the kind of fun shots that people are taking at him now on the way out. Like, for example, I was talking to one of his ex-teammates the other day who played with him for almost a decade, and I said, dude, how many times did you have dinner or go out for a beer or a drink with Russell Wilson after practice? He said, not one time, never did I do anything like that? It's just not the kind of guy he is, man. He's not that kind of dude. He's not, not the kind of guy that's going to hang out with his boys or his teammates and go out and, you know, do it up after practice or after a game. So he was always kind of a, you know, a different guy in that regard. But I think the fan base really started to get annoyed with Russell because you guys got to understand this guy was never in the news for the wrong reason. Up until the Dan Patrick show, uh, a couple years ago, the worst thing he ever did was endorse this nano bubble water that he claimed could help cure concussions. That's the worst thing the guy ever did. And then he goes on the Dan Patrick show and he starts complaining about the offensive line. I want more stars. He's talking about his legacy. He's talking about him winning the MVP, which he would never talk about himself like that. And all of a sudden we all said, man, things are starting to feel a little different around here with Russell Wilson. He's starting to go a little Hollywood. He's turning into a bit of a diva right in front of our very eyes. And the analogy that I've used, you guys know the movie Napoleon Dynamite. It's like Kip Dynamite before and after he met LaFonda. The guy was a freaking Urkel when he came to Seattle. And then he meets Sierra, and all of a sudden he's walking differently. He's talking differently. He's dressing differently. He's talking about himself way more than he was before. So things definitely began to change, I think, guys, after he got divorced and met Sierra, no doubt. Dave Softy Mahler joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Bayer sitting in for Doug. You can hear Softy 3 to 7 local time in Seattle on 93.3 and 950 AM. KJR, Seattle sports leader. Does this embolden Pete Carroll even more now that he and John Schneider are left standing? Well, look, I mean, Pete's 70 years old. I mean, he can't sit here and wait for a giant rebuild. You know, I know that Pete feels like he's young at heart, you know, but The NFL is starting to pass the guy by, man. There's no doubt about it. Everything the Seahawks were doing on defense seven or eight years ago, a lot of teams around the NFL are doing now. And I think the luck that they had, the success that they had, and give them credit because they were behind the wheel when it happened in that draft from 2010 to 2012 when they got guys like Okun and Earl Thomas and K.J. Wright and Richard Sherman and Cam Chancellor, Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, and then brought in guys like Doug Baldwin as undrafted free agents. They haven't come close to that kind of success in the draft or free agency. As a matter of fact, every move they've made in free agency in the trade market has been kind of a dud, right? I mean, Percy Harvin was a disaster. Jimmy Graham was a disaster. Jamal Adams so far has been a giant disaster. So I think a lot of fans are wondering if he can do it again. I think the more obvious call is that they're going to stink in 2022. They're going to roll out a 5-12 and type season. Pete gets one more year in 2023 because of who he is. And if he can't figure it out by then, they're both gone. Real quick, any speculation? I mean, Drew Locke, I don't know if I saw you tweet it or somebody else. Is he? Are we really rolling in week one with Drew Locke, or you think there's another shootfall? Yeah. 
Well, there's only two quarterbacks on the roster right now. It's Drew Locke and Jacob Eason, uh, who was with the Colts and got let go. He played football at Washington, as you guys know. He's a local guy from Lake Stevens, about an hour and a half north of Seattle. But he's not the answer. Drew Locke is not the long-term answer. Now, Hugh Millen, who played 10 years in the NFL, does some stuff with us on the air. And he said yesterday on the show he thought the Seahawks were maybe a bit more enamored with Drew Locke than people think they are. A lot of fans think Drew Locke is just a stopgap and may not even be here on the roster in September. Hugh's contention is that, no, I think Pete and John may actually like Drew Locke a bit more than people think. But they have to go out and get more bodies, man. They, get, they, they just need answers, whether it's rookies in the draft or a guy like a Gardner Minshew or a Marcus Mariota. And then, guys, I got to tell you, if this grand jury comes back and they clear Deshaun Watson of any wrongdoing, there is no doubt the Seahawks are going to jump in and at least be a part of that conversation. Wow, absolutely amazing. Softy, we appreciate the time. I know it's going to be a crazy uh, couple of weeks. You can now care about a draft and mock drafts yeah. in Seattle. We appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. No problem. And uh, anytime Fox needs me to broadcast live from a sidewalk somewhere, <laughs> let me know. I'm in. <laughs> Dave Softy Voller, yeah, find him on Twitter at SoftyKJR. Hear him again, 93.3 KJR in Seattle, Seattle sports leader. And, of course, at 9.50 a.m., 3 to 7 local time in the Pacific Northwest. I'll tell you he, this, Dan. I yeah, just wish Softy would tell us what he really felt. I wish he would stop, <laughs> I know. Uh, stop I know. Uh, you know, with the hyperbole here. I mean, Unbelievable. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. glad that I, 16 years ago I worked with him. I left that much of an impression that he never wanted to work with me again. It's <laughs> probably how my wife feels. Uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you very much, Brian Fenley. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. And before we put John Ramos in the hot seat, Aaron, we need to put him in the catbird seat because he is overseeing what's going on in the Mountain West Conference. John Ramos is our Mountain West insider. John, what's the latest from the Mountain West? Guys, the Thomas and Mack Center in, L- in Las Vegas is, is rocking and rolling right now. Uh, what a game going on there. Uh, you know what? I'm surprised that uh, Boise State head coach Leon Rice, who was named the conference coach of the year, is not out of his seat right now. 61-54 is the score in, in the second half of this game, and Boise State leads Nevada about mm, 749 left to go in this game. But uh, Las Vegas is happy that the Mountain West is, is having their tournament there right now. <laughs> Wow, UNLV, Aaron. as you know, John, plays just uh, right after this game. So midday uh, home team hoops in uh, at Thomas and Mac. Oh, I know that. I know it very well. <laughs> How dare you say if I know it? I do. They take Ooh, on Wyoming. I said as you know. Oh, that. as yeah. I know. I, I apologize. Yeah. Yes. Did you just tell Torres to stay in his lane? <laughs> I think I, I think that what did. you did. Am I now like uh, just like the – do I have to like take over the women's beat? Did you just steal the men's beat from me? I respect Aaron, his knowledge of college basketball. Basketball. We've been talking a little bit on Twitter, as you can tell. Many of our, of our followers have been noticing our chats on Twitter going on right now. But, yeah, I like UNLV, Wyoming coming up later on in one of the other quarterfinals, as well as uh, Utah State, Colorado State, and, of course, your game, Dan, Fresno State and San Diego State. Yes, of course. That is my game. That is my game. Uh, David Gascon against Eddie Garcia in our battle of uh, of alums uh, at the anchor desk. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Check out the latest lines of the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, 
Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. John, are you ready for the hot seat? Oh, yes. I, I've been in the hot seat all morning. So All right. Well, strike it up. Turn up the heat because it's time for a game of bid or fib. Okay. This is an annual tradition here on Fox Sports Radio where John Ramos will get, uh, let's just put it this way, names of schools from myself and Aaron Torres that he has to decipher on whether they are a real team that earned an NCAA tournament automatic bid and will be going to the big dance or if it's a fib and they did not make it to the NCAA tournament. Is that simple enough, John? Oh, yes, very simple. I'm ready to go. All right. Do you do we have any do we have any music? Well, any, you know, that's a good question. A lot on the plate. I was really paying attention to the yeah, Mountain West to the Mountain Conference. West, to the Mountain West as Conference. As an insider. I get it. So I but get yeah, that. we'll f- maybe it'll pop up as we're going along. So Okay, that? awesome. All right. So uh Aaron and I will be throwing out schools to John Ramos in our game of bid or fib. And again, because of cost-cutting concerns, we fired our house band. We fired our house band. And so we've got some new different things going along. Oh, all right. Hey, look at what we got here. Can we use this is my question. I I think so. Okay. I think so. Aaron, do you want to go first? Do you want to give John the first uh, option of bid or fib? Sure. All right. right. Bid or fib. Real team that has qualified for the NCAA tournament or not. We will start uh, with the ladies' favorite school, Longwood. Are they in or out? Bid or fib? Real school or not real school? Longwood. That's a great one. I would have to say they are out. No, that is. John, sorry. That's a real school? Yes. Longwood Mm. is in the dance. Winners of the Big South Conference. No, did they win the Big South? No, that was. Was it the Big South? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Chattanooga okay, yeah. won the the Southern, but the Big South was Longwood. I believe. Okay, good. All right, John Ramos, zero for one. All right, John, what about Crest? Is Crest in the NCAA tournament? Well, I think I brushed my teeth with Crest this morning, so I would say they're not in the NCAA tournament. That is correct. That is correct. There is no school named Crest. There is a what? Colgate, but there is no Crest. John Ramos, one for two. I was going to use Colgate next, so I'm glad I didn't. All right, (laughs) next up, obviously from uh, one of the northernmost conferences in college basketball, University of Alaska. Are they really in the NCAA tournament or not? Bid or fib? I I think they're in Anchorage. Is that correct? There is a branch in Anchorage, yes. They are in. They're a fib. Oh, sorry, John. Real real school, no NCAA tournament. Yeah, didn't make it. Uh, And and they're University of Alaska Anchorage. They're not like U of A, just Alaska, right? (laughs) Because there's there's also a Fairbanks. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's it's definitely a branch, but no NCAA tournament bid for them this year, unfortunately. All right, John, uh, one for three Mm, so far. Not good. What about another state, Delaware? Is Delaware in or out? I'm not sure if Delaware is in or Delaware State is in. I don't know which one. I'm going to say that they are in. That is correct. They are in. Two for four for John Ramos. The Blue Hens have punched their ticket to the big dance. One more, Dan, or we got to? Yeah, let's do one more. Let's Let's see how he's doing. Okay, really quickly. Jacksonville lost in the conference championship game. But what about Jacksonville State, John Ramos, in or not? Bid or fib? I actually, I think when I was covering the Mountain West, someone told me this. <laughs> and it was that they got in because 
Yeah, because somebody else won that wasn't supposed to be in. So I say Jacksonville State is in. My goodness, forget the Mountain West. This, we got ourselves a national college basketball <laughs> analyst here. That is oh. correct. Bellarmine won the conference tournament down in the A-Sun, but unfortunately uh, is not eligible for the NCAA tournament. Therefore, Jacksonville State going to the NCAA tournament. All right, we got time for a couple more. What about Jim Nance? Jim Nance. Is did he they in? Make it? Did they make it the Jim Nance team? <laughs> I'm going I'm to say he. the team did not. Well, he made it, but I don't think the team made it. Oh, that is correct. I tried to do it really quickly so you wouldn't be able to tell that I was just saying Jim Nance. <laughs> I tried to go Jim Nance. Jim Nance. John Ramos is four of six. All right, here we go. Time for one more. William and Theodore, they, they in or are they out? Bitter fib. That's a great question. I'm not William and Mary might be in, but I don't know about William and Theodore, so I would say that's a fib. Ding 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 ding. That's you are correct. correct. As they far have as an I excellent know, adventure. Uh, <laughs> William and Theodore. I forgot uh, about them. I didn't that. think about that either. Yeah. <laughs> John finally to go six out of eight. What about AEIOU? Did uh, did they make it? Did AEIOU make it to the NCAA <laughs> tournament? Um. Well, I don't know if the consonants got in. Maybe the vowels did as well. I would say they did not make it in. That is correct. John Ramos, a six for eight. Not bad. On bid or fib on Fox Sports Radio. Very well done. He is Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Just because Doug is, isn't here doesn't mean you won't hear from Doug as he weighs in on the Carson Wentz trade to Washington that next year on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Beyer. Get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. Find me on Twitter at Dan Beyer on Fox. We had the breaking news a little about an hour ago on Major League Baseball being back. And guess what? We've got more breaking news with Brian Fenley. Breaking news from Fox Sports. Dan and Aaron, this is out of the NFL where the Chicago Bears are finalizing a trade according to multiple outlets in sending their six-time Pro Bowl defensive and Cleo Mack to the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, NFL Network is saying that the Chargers are going to give the Bears, quote, prime draft compensation, but this will put Mack with Joey Bosa and two pass rusher extraordinaires ready to gobble up offensive players. Yeah, try to gobble up Russell Wilson, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, and Derek Carr, his former teammates with the Raiders. We're going to dive into that trade in about 10 minutes or so here on Fox Sports Radio. We told you we are sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today. We are going to hear from Doug in a segment right now that we like to call... And now... <laughs> Doug was in for Colin Cowherd on the herd earlier today, weighing in on the fans' reaction to Carson Wentz being a commander. Fans have a tendency to just think, 
Why didn't you go get so-and-so? Why? Because there's a lot more to it. That's actually our job. I think what's, what's happened in sports media is we become big, hot topic, just trim the, the, the services to it. And that's great. And you can have a take on big things. But the substance behind it, the reality behind it, well, why didn't they just trade for this guy? What? Whether it's salary cap or whether the, both teams have to want to make a deal in order for it to work. And, oh, yeah, by the way, then in these particular instances, said quarterback has to even want to go there, plus team has to want to trade him to a team in his conference. So the first thing that jumps out to me is, yes, he was not Washington's first pick. He was not their second pick. He was probably not their third pick. And I don't think he was their fourth pick. Like, just... I, I think the thing I think that Doug is missing is that there is also the option of just not giving up anything for Carson Wentz, Aaron. That's <laughs> like, you know, I'd rather roll well, the dice on somebody else, maybe in the draft than to have to give up something for Carson Wentz. That's yeah, I all I would really missing. say is one, you know, one I, I heard, I saw Colin basically say, you know, it speaks to the Colts don't have a quarterback. They don't have a, it's a bad quarterback draft, whatever. But when I see that my team traded for a guy that in the last two years his team has moved off of a quarterback without a real plan in place to replace him. I know Jalen Hurts kind of sort of last year in Philly, but we all know he wasn't really the guy and doesn't might probably won't be the guy long term. So that was what would scare me if I was a Commander fan. What does the fuck say? Check out the latest lines for the world of sports at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21. Must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred gambler my team the seahawks just traded away their franchise quarterback and i'd rather be in my position than washington's i think that's all you need to know about the carson wentz trade he's Aaron torres i'm dan buyer we recap the crazy week in the nfl next 